It's time for episode 368 of the Clockwise Podcast from Relay FM, recorded Wednesday, October 14th, 2020. Clockwise, four people, four tech topics, 30 minutes. Welcome back to Clockwise, the tech podcast with 5G speeds brought to you by Horizon. I am one of your co-hosts, Michael <laughs> Sargent, and I am joined across the internet by my good pal, good buddy, Dungeon Buddy. It's Dan the Man Morin. How you doing, Dan? I'm doing great, Micah. I don't know if we have enough time to discuss 5G. I really feel like it, it requires like a solid 40 minutes, <laughs> just preferably in the middle of some other presentation. Don't even get me started. Actually, do get me started in just a moment, because first, we have to introduce our awesome guests. To my left is the co-host of the non-traditional podcast. It's Anastasia Folorunzo. Welcome to the show for the first time, Anastasia. Hi. Hi, Micah. Hi, Dan. Thanks for having me. Oh, we are happy to have you here. And to my left this week, it's an editor at 9to5Mac and the lead editor at Space Explored. Welcome back, Zach Hall. Hi, everybody. How are y'all? Doing good. Peachy Keen. And let's get going. You know how this works for people for topics 30 minutes. And my topic for you is 5G brought to you by no. Um, anything <laughs> you were hoping that Apple was going to announce at its iPhone event that it didn't end up announcing. Anastasia, we'll start with you. Well, just because I didn't think there was going to be another fall event. I really was hoping to hear something about the new Macs possibly coming with new silicon. Um, so that's that for me was what I was expecting. But I guess we will have another event this fall. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I really wanted to hear about Apple Silicon Macs, but I also I feel like the rumors had been pretty clear that that wasn't coming. So I, but I, I have my fingers crossed because I really want a new Apple Silicon laptop. Other than that, I think the the things that I was interested not to see were the new um, the rumored AirPods that were sort of the over the head studio edition or whatever they're calling them. Uh, it seems like fall's a good time to announce those. It's a lead up to the holiday season, but now the rumors suggest they won't be ready until next year. Um, and you know, I was I was a teensy little bit surprised, given that they introduced the HomePod Mini, that there wasn't any sort of revision to the full size HomePod. Possible something still coming further down the road, but it's still on sale at the same three hundred dollar price point, which seems a little bananas to me, <laughs> given all the stuff the HomePod Mini can do. But yeah, maybe there's another event coming, and there's always new products coming down the pike. Zach, what about you? For me, it was after seeing the iPad Air with Touch ID and, and the power button, mm. I was really hoping that that somehow Apple had like fast-tracked doing that on the iPhone as well, even with Face ID. Because on the, on the iPad Air, it's there because there is no Face ID to kind of save money and make that product at a certain price point. But, you know, as we all know, in wearing mask pandemic season, um, Face ID requires a lot of inputting your passcode in public places. And so I've, I've gotten uh, to where I would really love a Touch ID um, phone, but not give up Face ID. I want both now. And I was kind of hoping that, they, that the iPhone 12 series of phones would like fast track that, you know, maybe, maybe next year or in the future sometime, but uh, it didn't happen. Like, yeah, I was a little bummed about that as well. Um, that and I, it was funny because I didn't think about it going into the event, and it wasn't until afterward that I thought, "Oh yeah, that thing wasn't announced. What happened?" Um, I really wanted to see. Uh, well, okay, 
I thought I wanted to see a new Apple TV um, because going into the event, uh, the rumors kind of were talking a little bit about the ability for the HomePod Mini and the Apple TV to be ultra wideband base stations in your house. And I think that that's really what I was after was more of a conversation about UWB than we got. And so I knew that if that happened, a new Apple TV would be more interesting to me than a HomePod mini because I've got a HomePod. I'm not super fond of it in general, um, but really it was all about UWB. So I guess I just wanted to see more of that, but all good answers all around. Let us move to our next topic, which comes from Anastasia. So um, with the introduction of the A14 Bionic chip in the new iPhones and the new camera software, how far away are we from the iPhone being your only computer? That's a great question. I, I mean, I feel like there's a lot of situations in which I could get by with just an iPhone for a long period of time. The biggest thing for me would probably be I'd still need some sort of like large display or something to hook it up to because I do so much writing that I cannot imagine. Like I've typed out a blog post on the iPhone keyboard and it's not a great experience. Uh, anything longer than a tweet. And frankly, these days with the way autocorrect acting, even tweets are kind of a pain. I know I could carry around a keyboard or something like that, but it kind of feels like it defeats the purpose. So I think there's certainly, you know, times where the iPhone, like, you know, 75% of a day is like my only computer if I'm out and about, which is not a thing I do anymore. Um, but if it were, uh, I think I could get by a lot with the iPhone being sort of my main tether to a lot of what's going on. But I think when anything where it comes to me doing actual work, sitting down in front of at least an iPad so I can get that bigger screen in there and have the keyboard case or something like that, I think that's still kind of a need for me. But I, I can easily imagine getting by with just an iPhone or that there are people who can do most of their jobs on just an iPhone. Zach? Yeah, I was, I was talking on uh, Mac Power Users on an episode that comes out, I think, on Sunday about, you know, just w what I'm using co uh, computer-wise right now. And, um, you know, it, it's a 16-inch MacBook Pro and a couple of 21.5-inch 4K monitors. And a lot of times I'll find myself, like, I've got TweetDeck up there, and I've got Slack over here, and I've got, you know, WordPress going, and... I'll be leaning back in my chair and use my iPhone and I'll even like, you know, use Slack on the phone. Like I'm looking at it on the screen, but like I'll, I'll kind of like interact with it on the phone. Um, and I've certainly found where if there's something really compelling that I want to write about right now, um, I'll just start doing it on the phone. I think, I think the reason I've, I've gotten trained that way is just how often we use text messaging to communicate with people. And for me, it's like, there's so much practice with like swiping around on the keyboard or like typing in my thumbs really fast that if I'm just trying to share a message, share a piece of news really fast, then I can do that same habit, um, you know, in the WordPress app and crank it out. Um, and, and it's really just like, if I didn't have a boss saying you have to be available on, on a computer, like I might try to pull it off, uh, on just the phone. I think, I think the PowerPoint has been there for a while now. It's just, um, you know, how many things are you doing at once? And that's where the Mac for me comes in. Micah? I am way too in love with my screens. Um, <laughs> I just, I don't know what I would do without all of this room to spread out. It's, it's, oh, it's so nice to just, I got, um, I've got Discord open on the MacBook Pro itself. I've got uh, the clockwise spreadsheet on the right, the uh, sponsor on the left screen, and everything's spread out. I could see everything all at once. I could not do that on an iPhone. 
So I guess if you give me a world where the iPhone either plugs in and I can access screens or even better, give me a world where I can make screens pop up in front of me in a all in a world or, in exactly a world where. <laughs> that would be the time at which I would be able to rock an iPhone as my only computer. But I think this is just such a great question. Anastasia, why don't you round us out? Yeah, you know, it's like watching the event. I kept thinking, I know so many people who are content creators and who, you know, their whole job, they live on Instagram or they live on YouTube. And I'm thinking, why do they even need a computer, you know, a traditional quote unquote you know, clamshell computer. They could shoot their video on their iPhone. They could probably edit it on their iPhone. They take their photos on their iPhone. They post to Instagram on their iPhone. And that's their job. So that was the first time where I was like, you know what? I think it's possible. Like someone could possibly pick up the, you know, the new iPhone 12 Pro Max and be quite content and not really lose any sort of you know, power or quality um, when it comes to doing their job, you know? Yeah. Um, I think that we have had an excellent first half of Clockwise, but it is time for halftime. And this episode of Clockwise is brought to you by the IntraZone by Microsoft SharePoint. If you're looking for a new show to listen to, The IntraZone is a bi-weekly podcast with conversations and interviews on how Microsoft SharePoint, OneDrive, and related tech can work for you. You'll hear from guest experts behind the scenes and out in the field, and you can see how SharePoint fits into your everyday work life to easily share and manage content, knowledge, and application. Each show covers a bunch of segments, like news and announcements, a focused topic of the week, guest perspectives, FAQs of the week, and upcoming events. And just so you have an idea of what to expect, I want to tell you about some of the topics you might be interested in that were on previous episodes. They've discussed working from home, which of course is going to be relevant to many of us, and figuring out an intelligent intranet in your organization. Oh, and also they did an episode talking about API and teamwork as well, which you should give a try. Uh, a recent episode from the episode from the IntraZone is one called Makers Make Magic. And by golly, if that's not just an exercise in making a good title, I don't know what is, but uh, this is this was a fun listen because I love just the concept of being a maker. And it gets into using these different apps like Power Apps and SharePoint to create new stuff that people can use to get their work done. And so even if you aren't you know, wanting to get into SharePoint itself or you're not wanting to get into Power Apps itself, just listening to this provides some level of inspiration uh, on, on wanting to create. And honestly, it had me end up downloading some of these um, applications because I thought, oh, it's kind of cool. You could do this. Oh, you could do that. Oh, that's awesome. I just love idea generation in general, and this episode covered a lot of that. Go and listen to it now. You just search for The IntraZone wherever you get your podcasts. That's I-N-T-R-A-Z-O-N-E, or just click the link in the show notes to go check it out. Our thanks to The IntraZone by Microsoft SharePoint for its support of this show and of Relay FM. All righty, Dan, what have you got for us? So among the most interesting announcements, I think, in yesterday's Apple event was MagSafe, not, not your grandparents' MagSafe. This is the new, the hot MagSafe. 
Um, what it's looking forward from here, it's easier for me to envision how Apple might decide to take the next iPhone or an iPhone in the future portless. But I guess the question is, even if our scientists have figured out that it's possible, should we do it? Zach? <laughs> I think it's inevitable. I mean, they're so moving in that direction where um, they they they've wireless charging was kind of poor before, and then with the magic of magnets, they've really done a number on it to where I think it looks pretty compelling. Like even my my seven year old could use it without uh, waking up with a dead phone in the morning. Um, in terms of portlessness, it's like they've they've never had a water proof phone they never match like the apple watch in terms of how water is resistant the phone is um you know it's more it's it's more splash proof than ever um but if they could actually do like an ad where you're shooting video underwater and there's no port and that's a big big part of it then that would be so cool um so i think this is pretty close i i I live in a pretty wireless world now where my port doesn't get a whole lot of use and i've got a friend with an iphone 10 whose port wore like is worn out and they have to live in a wireless world for that reason so it's not impossible these days okay um i think that it is possible that the next iphone will go portless um i just don't know if I'm ready for that you know um Micah, you love I wireless just, charging it's that- like your favorite thing <laughs> I do love wireless charging, but I also love when my phone, when my iPad, uh, when I installed the beta on my iPad and it completely borked it and I could not gain access to it at all. Um, All I had to do was put it into DFU mode, plug it into my Mac and reinstall uh, the version of iOS that or iPad OS that was okay for it. And I'm scared that we will get to a place where I'm not able to do that. And like the Apple Watch, where right now, if you break it by bricking it with some beta that's not ready for it, you have to send it in to Apple to put a better, newer version or put a working version of watchOS on it. Right. So I don't want to live in that world. But if Apple can find a way to use those smart connectors to send data, um, so that way it is kind of connected to your your Mac or or what have you, and you can still uh, fix things that are broken without having to wait, you know, a week or two, then that is a world I will happily live in without ports. But uh, until up until that point, I just I need I need my ports to fix things if if they break. Uh, Anastasia, what about you? Um. I, I live in a portless world mm. <laughs> in my head. I have not, I, I was thinking while you were talking, I do not remember the last time I plugged in the lightning connector to my phone. Wow. I have a wireless charger on my bedside table. And then I have like a wireless kind of um, easel stand mm-hmm. thing um, for my phone at work. And I really just do not remember the last time I plugged in my phone since I had the iPhone 10. Um, I think I jumped feet first into uh you know a wireless world and if i could get rid of all of the cables in my life i would be a happy camper so i definitely think i totally see the iphone going portless i love that they called it magsafe i love that they're keeping that around um i can't wait to get all the fun little accessories and stuff for it but i'm i'm on board sign me up sign sealed and delivered um i'm gonna go for it 
Yeah, I. it's funny. I woke up this morning and my iPhone was at 20% because as I realized, I didn't line it up correctly on the wireless charging pad last night. So <laughs> I'm definitely ready for the MagSafe for that, at least. As far as the portless stuff goes, I, I agree. I've switched largely to wireless charging, but I mean, just because of that this morning, I went to my desk and plugged it in into my lightning cable just to make sure that it actually charged. Apple's wanted to get away, I think, from the lightning cable for a while, but they have been slow to do so, I think, rightfully because they know that when it comes, it's going to be a big, uh, a big ado with everybody arguing and yelling about it. Um, that said, as Zach pointed out, you know, a waterproof iPhone is certainly something that is going to get people excited. Um, it's a very compelling use case. Uh, and I think reducing, obviously, the number of ports on the phone to the point where there are none makes that a lot more plausible. Um, I It'll be interesting because it's definitely something people are going to have trouble adjusting to, but it also makes sense in that they will, you know, maybe they don't put a cable even in the box at that point. There's nothing else in the box now. So it's just going to be an iPhone and some Apple stickers, and that's it. Uh, thanks for your thoughts on that. Let's go to our last topic today, which comes from Zach. Sure. Yeah. So uh, at the event this week, there, you know, you had a, a pretty much a full hour of phones, and uh, it's because there's so many different phones now. I think they're all really good. They're like the closest they've ever been in terms of you can't get a bad new iPhone this year. So you've got four iPhone models from iPhone 12 Mini, iPhone 12, iPhone 12 Pro, and iPhone 12 Max. And the um, the, the Pros come in four colors, and, and the and the non Pros come in five. So I'm curious for, for for you all, how do you all decide not just which phone size handset to get, but also which color each year? Well, the, I start with this. Is it green? If so, that's what you get. <laughs> um, and then from there, uh, so so that's the flow chart. It's no, it's not green. So then I can say, okay. Um, then I go, does it have the, well, okay. See, normally now I would go, does it have the best camera system? But um, there, I guess would be, does it have the best camera system? Um, yes. And so then we go all the way to the iPhone 11 Pro Max. And then you go, can you get it as soon as possible? No. And so then you go, okay, what's the next best camera system? And then you land on the iPhone 12 Pro. And then you go with blue because blue is different and it's not red. So it's good. Um, <laughs> I just I don't like the color red at all, um, and I don't like gold. I love rose gold, but I don't like gold, and I want to try something different. So I don't know. Each, I guess what I'm saying is each year there's a whole new kind of um, flow chart that I have to go down. Um, typically, it's just going to be uh, I want the the best one that's available, and because I do this for my job, I also need to have it sooner rather than later and so that's why i'm going to be going with the iphone 12 pro this year um in this new pacific blue as opposed to the iphone 12 pro max uh later in pacific blue and it's going to be different because right now i'm rocking the iphone 11 whatever it is pro max and uh it's it's you know going down a size a little bit kind of uh from that so yeah, it, my, my flowchart changes every year. Anastasia, do you have a locked-in, solid uh, decision-making tree? Um, sort of. <laughs> I always, I used to always go for whatever the space 
gray, matte black, simple. Like, I love that aesthetic, and I love that all my devices just match that because I was never going to get a gold computer. Not going to happen. So I stuck for a very long time to the space gray, matte black situation. And then that green came out last year, and I, I, I just I had to have it had to have it. So this year, even though I told myself, oh, you know what? I think I'm going to go back to, you know, I think it's called graphite now. Um, the darker phone. I really like this blue. I really like the blue. And it seems like it matches the watch, which I got to see in store. So it's a darker blue. It's not like a light blue or so it could almost look black in some lighting, which I like. So definitely going to go for that. And I always love to be on the bleeding edge. Whatever is the bleeding edge of technology, I want to be there. Um, so I always go for the big phone. I have um, the 11 Pro Max right now. And when I saw that date of November, I had a moment where I was like, well, maybe I could just get the Pro. <laughs> Because I want it right away. <laughs> but um, no, I'm going to be patient. I'm going to hold out and I'm going to get the um, Pro Max in the blue. Nice. I, you know, I, I like Micah. I'm a big fan of green and I love the midnight green from last year. I had, and like Anastasia, I used to be like space, space gray or whatever all throughout. I've never had a white phone even. I just don't, I don't think it works uh, for me. I like the blue a lot. I will say, I'm a little jealous because I'm going to get an iPhone 12 Pro. As someone who's on an iPhone 11 Pro right now, it's hard to take a step back and lose the features that you have there, even if there are features I don't use all the time. But it's like just knowing that I wouldn't have that telephoto lens just makes me makes me hurt inside. Um, and so knowing I was going to go with the iPhone 12 Pro, I was like, well, of all the colors there, I, I like the blue. I think it's the best. But looking at the iPhone 12 and 12 mini colors, I actually think those are better than the iPhone 12 Pro colors, or at least they're more interesting. There's like that mint green, there's a darker blue, there's a red, like I, I applaud Apple for bringing more colors back to the lineup with both this and the watch, as well as the iPad Air too. Like I, I'm here for Apple bringing more color back to its lineup. I think it's great. I just wish that the Pro phones didn't feel, with the exception of the blue, I feel like still kind of stodgy in some ways. So. I'm I'm hoping that this the success of this means that next year they'll take even more color options, and I hope that comes through the rest of the lineup too. Whether it's the iPads, the iPad Pros, which are still I think kind of just space gray or silver or gold, um, maybe even new Macs. Like you know, let's let's move a little bit away from the space gray and let's get some more interesting colors in there. I would love to see that. Uh, Zach, wrap us up here. Yeah, my flowchart is often first up is, is there a new color this year? And then I kind of evaluate that. So the iPhone 4 was my first iPhone, but it wasn't until the white phone came out, which was like almost 10 months after it was announced. Um, and so I bought the white iPhone 4. Then when the iPhone 4S came out, I was like, oh, I have to have Siri and I have a white iPhone. So I'm going to go with the black phone. Um, and then I think I went with like the white five and then the, this, or no, I had the, the, uh, the slate five, which was kind of different. Cause it was like this like dark blue color. Um, and it was, it was like the version of black that year and it didn't hold up very well at all. Um, but slate was like my favorite color. I think there was even an iPad mini in that color that I had. And so I've kind of got affection for that, that time in my life. And so, um, when I saw the iPhone 12 pro, uh, max is what I'm going to be looking at. 
in that Pacific blue color. You know, the the, the 12 version is, is darker, and so it's closer to, like, what Slate was and hopefully more, um, you know, holds up over time. But the Pacific blue, I think, is, is really kind of a neat modernization of that. And so um, that's totally what I'm going for. I didn't get Midnight Green last year, even though it was a new thing, because I was afraid that um, I, would, I wouldn't love it for a whole year, that I'd love it just for, like, you know, a few months. But with this Midnight Blue color uh, or, or this uh, Pacific blue color, I think I'm going to love it for a while. <laughs> Well, folks, I just checked the chart, and it looks like we've reached the end of another episode of Clockwise. But first, I have a bonus topic for you. Do you have a productivity place? For example, a physical place you go to when you feel like you're not getting enough work done or can't focus and need to get things done. Anastasia, we'll start with you. Um, No. For me, the nature of my day job means that I'm so used to copying a squat anywhere and being productive. Um, I'm on my feet all the time. I work in film and television production. So I'm used to, I don't need a space space. I just need, you know, I could sit anywhere on the side of the street and bang out some work. <laughs> so I'm a little bit jealous, uh, but I, I'm hurt a little bit by this question, Micah. My, my productivity space used to be the local coffee shop in which I have not Ooh. set foot for well over six months now. Um, and so I've had to do some adaptation to that because I have a desk, which I'm standing at right now as we do the podcast. I do a lot of my, uh, audio editing here and other sort of tech writing and stuff. But when I'm sitting down to work on fiction writing, I I need a place that's like a little more, um, I don't know, closed off a bit. Um, I don't have that option as much in the small apartment that we currently live in, but I've got like a, we finally cleaned off like this Ikea chair that we had I'd had in the living room forever. And so now I have like a little corner of our living room where I go in the morning with my cup of tea and sit down with my laptop in the Ikea chair next to the window and, and type out a few words. And that's been pretty good, but I still miss my coffee shop. Zach, what about you? For me, it's kind of two parts. Uh, the first one is um, in, in May, I started riding motorcycles and I found that when I really just feel tense and, and I'm not, I have no energy to do the next thing for work, I can go for just a quick ride around town and there's no interaction with people. I, I do see people out and so I kind of get energy from that, but it, it's, a, it's a socially distanced experience and I come back just kind of like revved up. Um, and then if I can't do that or if that's, that's not the thing to do, um, I found that if I have something I, I'm working on and I'm just putting it off and not getting much done at all i'll set a timer for one hour i'll close tweet deck I'll, I'll, I'll limit distractions to as much as you know as few as possible and i found that on the other side of the hour i'm either finished or i'm really close that i can keep going and it's like it's so it's such a weird feeling because it, i can't just do it anytime i have to think about it um but that one hour safe place is my go-to these days nice nice um i don't really have a, a different place I, going to my office is the place and if if i'm not able to get things done there changing to somewhere else doesn't typically (laughs) help me and instead it's just you need to take a break uh step away and so yeah i definitely just um if things aren't happening in the office then they're probably not happening and you gotta go uh gotta go have some water and i don't know listen to an audiobook or something until it's time to get the work done for sure uh thank you all for your answers on that bonus topic I think this means it's time to thank our awesome guests. Anastasia Folorunzo, thank you so much. This was an excellent episode and appreciate having you here. Thank you for having me. This was so much fun. And Zach Hall, thank you so much for being here this week. 
Yeah, thanks. And, and by the way, Anastasia, it was so cool to podcast with you again. This is a, a meetup again. I know. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> and Micah, we'll be back next week. But until then, we remind everybody listening out there, watch what you say. And keep watching the clock. Bye, everybody.